Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Oglethorpe? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio Welcome to uh, playoff edition of Let's Go Blues Radio. It's season 10, episode 35, and episode number 353 all time. We are the often imitated, never duplicated, tastes so good, cats ask for us by name. We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Special special thanks to rockinthatidealife.com and centerizedbrewery.com for probably sponsoring the show. Please check them out. It is Thursday, May 5th, and we're broadcasting live on YouTube and Facebook. To interact with the show, we're on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Just do a search for us, you'll find us. I'm Kurt Price, my co-host for tonight's big show, our Netminder Bill Day and Prom King Jeff Ponder. And on the agenda for tonight, we'll be discussing game two of the first round matchup between the St. Louis Blues and the uh, Minnesota Wild uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, we look for, and we'll look at two game three on Friday night as well. So, hello, gentlemen. Have you uh, have you had time to calmly and intelligently and properly assess game two for the show tonight? I have. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, I wasn't even that upset. Like, I was upset with just in general giving up goals to the Wild. But I, I don't know. The way that I was looking at game two, and I always do this whenever the Blues win any game one, especially on the road, is a game two wins cake. I want them coming out with a split. So... That's what happened, so I told myself, don't get too upset with this loss, and I was fine last night. I went to bed right as the game ended and had no problem sleeping, so I think I'm cool. Yeah, Bill, I, I mean, I was disappointed, but, you know, it's game two of a very long series, and yeah, I mean, we split. We won the first game. That's all that really mattered, so yeah. I, I don't think I, anybody picked this team in four, right? No, so no, and that's there's and that's, going to be a loss or two. That's what every single Minnesota Wild fan was saying after we won Game One. It's like, well, we weren't going to sweep them anyway. 
it's like the it's like the traditional you know what you say as a fan when you lose game one right well we weren't gonna win and sweep anyway so um and i i went to bed i i said i tweeted this during the game i i thought that i was not um upset during this game it's kind of weird maybe it's the 2019 cup that has softened me for some of the stuff i'm not like as irritated as on edge there's no stanley cup monkey on all the fans backs that we can't get rid of um but it was it was i thought the blues and we'll get into it in a little bit but i thought they played pretty well i just they just didn't get the bounces and uh and got out goaltended um and and, and let's just let's say not, not even that they didn't get the bounces the bounces were against them and there was uh some injuries on the back end yeah, yeah. going in without letty uh scandela and then bartuzzo oh, takes one to the face uh <laughs> yeah that was right yeah, i mean i mean uh Rube, hinted today that he was about as good as he may expected um so hopefully that's good news i don't yeah. know we'll see you think if he you yeah. think if he didn't have a concussion though you think he would have came back to the game and played with pain so you kind of wonder what's going on yeah. yeah i don't know the way that he was holding his his head skating off and you know we can talk about this more later since we're still trying to do the intro um he it looks like he might have you know it may have like been you know something with his neck obviously getting hit in the face hurts but it looked like there could have been something else going on there and i don't know I, you know just overall in terms of why i was so you know calm about the game i mean at the end of the first period you know it, it felt like this just wasn't their game um and when it got to the point of being four nothing it was like okay we can accept this at this point and um just you know hope a few good things happen if they get back into the game great but otherwise it's going to be a long series kurt you mentioned cats ask for us by name cats ask for us by name uh, this, yeah, we, we is, taste so good cats ask for us by name yeah that's the truth he ran away the minute you said that and i was like oh because i was going to pick him up right uh -huh. when you said it and i'm like damn it if, I would, if he would have given me warning i would have had him <laughs> um with the bertuzzo shot too i mean it did hit, it looked like it hit the visor or the side of the helmet so uh hopefully that dispersed the the blow quite a bit and it didn't you know it could have been a lot worse i guess we'll see yeah um, official beers of episode number 353. Uh, you can follow each of us on the Untapped app. Uh, my handle is CPrice12. Jeff's is JPonder94. And Bill's is Billy Blue Note 33 uh, Jeff, uh, are you drinking something this evening? I am. I'm not having beer tonight, but I am rocking mm -hmm. that ID life. Uh, just some wonderful berry flavored hydrate. And uh, just, I don't know, I didn't feel like a beer. Was looking, I got plenty upstairs, but it just one of those things where I was like, eh. I could force myself to drink one tonight, but I wasn't really feeling it. So, you can you're rocking that show sponsor. I am, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and honestly, like I'm not just saying this because they're a sponsor. I can drink Hydrate anytime. It is so good. It it's refreshing and it just made me say, you know what? Yeah, let's make myself a little bit of a Hydrate. Have that for the show tonight. Uh, Bill. So responsible. He so is. responsible. He is. Jeff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, so so my beer, um, I'm going with the theme beer here tonight because, you know, 
it is Cinco Rob DeMaio today. So, uh, and congratulations <laughs> to Rob DeMaio on getting the assistant GM job in Anaheim after a nice little yeah. stint with the Blues. But I'm going with Abraxas Mexican chocolate stout from ah, good one. Perennial yeah. Artisan Ales. The Mexican so, stout was a, yeah, it's a good beer for today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, yeah, I thought about it about six o'clock, just enough time to get it chilled. Okay. Nice. Like Let's call. do it. So. I, uh, I, Bill is the, uh, the lone alcoholic on the show tonight because I, Jesus. I, <laughs> I have, I have water. I didn't grab a beer and I'm like, oh, I could grab one. I'm like, oh, no, I've already started the show. So I'll just go with my water. Well, there you go. It kind of slipped my mind, but. I'm fine mm. with the water. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Bill's uh, uh, Bill's got a good enough drink for all three of us. He does. Yeah, he does. it's it's eleven and a half alcohol by volume, so it's it, spread that around. One of these days, we'll be able to share beer over the internet. One of these days. Yep. We can sample it. Three D print it or something, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out. Three D print it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you have like a little, have a little uh, uh, brewmeister thing in the corner where you download the ingre- the the recipe and it mixes the ingredients and it spits it out. Yeah, like is that easy to make beer? Right, right. <laughs> There's no um, aging involved. No, 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 no. You don't no, need not, a barrel no. age a barrel age stout. <laughs> well, when it's when it's passed through the internet, uh, that that transcends time, right? So sure, you know, I don't know that works yeah. somehow. Right, I'm sure. Um, in the comments on YouTube, Michigan Video Vault, who I think might be a new live listener, new. <laughs> uh, he says, I have 2% milk. That's and he also a, asked, a Chris Bray. This, this is, this is a great, uh, uh, callback to an SNL skit. When he saw my cat on screen, he said, was that Toonces? Toonces the cat. Toonces the driving Tunces cat, Toonces the right? car driving cat. Yeah. Yes. I think I used mm. Tunsis in a GIF the other day for something. Nice. <laughs> that's a that's a and, throwback uh, to Steve t- Martin days, right? Is it no yes, no eighties eighties days? I guess. No, 80s. no, that was more late eighties. I think Steve yeah. Martin hosted one of the Tunsis episodes, the shows I saw. Yeah, in bits. Yeah, it was like Dana Carvey, Phil Hartman. Yeah, that, yeah late eighties, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, Brandon mm, Thomas the says. Oh, Go ahead. Please go ahead. No, no you, you. Keep, keep, it, keep it moving. Keep it moving. <laughs> Brandon Thomas says, don't worry. We're drinking with you, Bill. Uh, I think uh, he's 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 got a beer logo so I'm, or an icon, so I'm guessing that uh, and he's a drinking with you. Yes. And a whiskey. Beer yeah. and a whiskey. I did um, not get victory whiskey last night, so right. I'm disappointed. Uh, yep. Ken Morris uh Oh, Matt Harris says, uh, hey, fellas, can't watch tonight. Have graduation early in the morning. Have fun, LGB. So uh, congratulations, Matt, on the uh, graduation. Congratulations on not being a beauty school dropout. Mm. From Greece 2? Mm. That's Greece 1, isn't it? Beauty school dropout is Greece 2, I believe. Maybe not. I don't think that's right. Maybe it's Greece 1. I think you're right. Pretty sure it's Greece yes, 1. Yes, it is Greece 1. You're right. You're right. Uh, Michigan Man, Video Vault uh, says, this is Chris. I guess it means Chris Bray. Oh, it yeah. is Chris. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He has another account. Oh, he has a burner account. Yes. I should have known the Michigan Video Vault. He's a big, huge Michigan 
guy, uh, Wolverine, uh, mm. Michigan Wolverines uh, football and basketball. And apparently, he has a video vault. Apparently, <laughs> oh, apparently, Greece mm. won. Brandon Thomas, thank you, Brandon. Greece won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Who's baby. It? You know what? If if it would have been Greece two, I'd have been hella impressed because uh, you know Greece two, not near the movie Greece one was. I was gonna uh, say, I think that's that's the reason I wouldn't know that because I don't think I ever saw Grease too. Oh, I saw Grease too. I'd be like, oh, you're pulling a quote out of Grease too. Look at you. <laughs> and then, but no, you went you went to go with the Grease. Well, okay. Uh, today in blues uh, history, May uh, curse of the at STL Blues history Twitter account, May fifth, nineteen sixty six. The St. Louis Blues make their first hockey hire in franchise history. Lynn Patrick named the general manager. It was a damn good hire. Um, the comment by commentary by uh, STL Blues history. Um, how's that for a first? I'd say so. A first hire, right? Lynn Patrick. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, May fifth, nineteen sixty-eight. St. Louis Blues play their first Stanley Cup final game in franchise history. Barkley Plager scores the first goal by a Blues player in a Stanley Cup final, in the Blues three-to-two overtime loss to the Montreal Canadiens, and of course the first game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup final for the Blues was 2019. Carl Gunnarsson. Carl Gunnarsson. Because we were 0 for 12. 0 for 13 going into that game. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say when you said this, I was going to say, well, then what happened? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, May 5th, 1993. Uh, This this, this moment um, sticks out for me because this was like during my, my ultra fandom uh, heyday when I was a kid when I had no responsibilities and blues hockey was all I thought about uh, Jeff Brown May 5th 1993 Jeff Brown scored uh, a double overtime playoff goal and Curtis Joseph made 57 saves as the St. Louis Blues tied the series at one game apiece versus the Toronto Maple Leafs that was a great series the same series that uh, Gilmore had the uh, the wraparound for the uh, yeah. overtime double overtime overtime winner yeah that yeah. sucked the spinorama behind the net backhand made yep. Joseph look foolish. He did, and Joseph, if you watch, if you just watch Joseph on that play, because I watched the replay of it, because he he has the video of it in his tweet. Um, Joseph does look bad on that play. He didn't follow it yeah. too well. Yeah, because the play doesn't. It's not like it's a quick play. Joseph just picked the wrong side and didn't get back over in time. Uh, I was working on a college project while I watched this game in a, on my 13-inch TV. Uh, in my room, I was making a, a, a complex out of foam board uh, that was like the old ballpark sports center. Bill, did you ever see that thing I made? I don't um, know. I think I saw it at your parents' house. Yeah. During, like when we were over there playing wiffle ball once. Yeah, that was it, it, basically it was a, a foam board indoor complex, uh, indoor softball field that converted into a soccer hockey arena. Kind of like anybody familiar with the old ballpark sports center in Fallon, Illinois, uh, back in the day. Uh, back in the 80s and 90s um, it was kind of like that but with improvements for things so it was, it was pretty detailed pretty involved not gonna say not gonna lie did it have a Jurgen? it didn't have a Jurgen, but it had a Jurgen office oh, no, that, a, that, that's all that matters should have claymation Jurgen. you know <laughs> the one eye fixed in one position yes <laughs> wait who are you looking at what I can't tell <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at us both, and we're on opposite sides of him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's totally so a joke that no one else gets. 
Unless anybody knows yeah, Jurgen from I, the ballpark sports center in, that. in O'Fallon <laughs> back in the uh, early 90s. He was a soccer mm, guy. He was, yeah, he was Austrian. Austrian. So he had that, had that uh, Schwarzenegger accent. <laughs> Tall, skitty, mustache, like porn stash. But what did yeah. he say? If you think I'm going to go out there and get the son of a bitch, you are wrong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, after we got our, you know, our 16 year old selves got our asses handed to us by, you know, the ultimate sports bar, yeah, 35 year old, of, yeah, yeah, bullet heads. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, May fifth. We, we were annoying assholes. Um, you know what though? You still are. You know what though? I mean, we were kids. We were high schoolers, right? Playing mm-hmm. against these right. 30, 35-year-old guys, and man, looking back on it, um, these were adults, like just kicking, trying to kick the shit out of kids, uh, during flo- uh, uh, astroturf floor hockey. Uh, indoor hockey, which uh, on foot, which was a lot of fun, but man, oh man, some of those adults they didn't give a shit. If you were 16, 14, um, they want to beat the shit out of you. Yep, <laughs> so much fun. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, I was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, love pissing off old people. Uh, May 5th, 2019, the St. Louis Blues defeat the Dallas Stars four to one to avoid elimination and force game seven. Uh, Sammy Blay. Became the 12th player to score in his uh, NHL playoff debut. Uh, his goal in this game was pretty epic. Uh, the breakaway slap shot. And this was the same game that uh, that Bishop yeah, got hit in the collarbone by that breakaway slap Bishop. shot. Yeah. And, uh, and then Steen whips the puck at the net because Bishop's down on the ice. And and Schwartz with the fantastic tip on the shot that was going wide, uh, out of midair and over Bishop. Oh, fantastic game. I'm sure Dallas Stars fans. <laughs> hate this game oh this this was this was a game for the ages man <laughs> when he wound up for that slap shot i'm like okay this dude's a badass he, just, yeah, he almost he's, killed bishop he is a blues legend forever for that oh yeah yep and uh it's funny because you wonder i wonder how, i mean i'm sure it stunned bishop um and and we talked about it at the time but uh i was a little shocked they didn't both play dead to be honest because he was down, oh, rolling yeah. around. The goalie looked like he was dead. Yeah, yeah. And Bishop but... has a history of of uh, uh, injuries. Well, any kind of injury. Yeah. I know. But I, I know that the referee is not supposed to stop play unless he thinks it's a serious injury. And Bishop continued in the game, so hindsight, it wasn't that serious, I guess. So anyway. Um. That was uh, that that game. I think that game is kind of uh, forgotten uh, a little bit as far as uh, that that whole playoff run goes, because there's so well, many yeah, good moments. Gets, well, it gets overshadowed by the very next game. Yeah. Oh God. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um. Uh, that was big. You know, forcing a game seven. You know, I mean, on the road. You know, I remember going into that game. I I was confident they were going to win and force a game seven, but you know, I mean. Going into the uh, the away barn, and you know the stars played the blues really well. It was, oh boy, this uh, this may not go I, the way we want it to. Yeah, I I think pe- looking back on it, I think most people probably forgot that we had to win Game Six and Game Seven against Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think people think about it. They know we won Game Seven, right in overtime, but I don't think they thought about 
Oh, yeah, we were down. I mean, Dallas had two games yep. to clinch, and I couldn't do it. So uh, we'll, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get into uh, game two between the St. Louis Blues and the Minnesota Wild. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free Detox water bottle with your order. Visit RockinThatIDLife.com or email Dustin at RockinThatIDLife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's RockinThatIDLife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. Jason Miller in the YouTube chat says, No playoff beard, Kurt? I said, If I could grow a playoff beard, maybe I would. Yeah. Maybe crappy goalie you you knew around here. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> if I tried to grow one, I would look like, you know, you ever uh, okay? You've seen uh, Jackass where they uh, shave uh, I forgot whose pubes, uh, actually I mean, the gang's pubes, and they glue them yeah. onto the guy's face as a beard. Yeah, it probably looks looks something like that. Mm. <laughs> It'd be patchy mm. and gross. Um, it wouldn't be. Do you want to try that? Bill and I could shave ours and no, 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 no. You can, I mean, we can do it. No, no, no. I know you, I know you save yours in in your sock drawer, but I, I do. Yeah. Actually, it's no longer a sock drawer. It's a pube drawer because there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. You, you open the drawer and it, (laughs) if it just poofs out, you got to shove it it back down and push it in. Not another teen movie. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That's what I was going for. Right. Right. Having Manscaped as a sponsor was a terrible idea. Right. Yep. Yeah. 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 Shouldn't have saved all that. Um, paint one. Yeah, on. we got a That's couple. Co- paint one. On. We, yeah, paint one on from Crappy Goalie. Uh, Michigan Video Vault says "Fu Wendell Clark." Yeah. Yeah. No, no kidding. I'll agree. Anyone but a Maple Leafs fan will agree with that. Um, I, I loved and hated <laughs> Doug Gilmore at the same time. Oh, Doug Gilmore's one of my favorite players of all time. Uh, me too. But I just, in a series, I'm like, uh, it's like Shanahan. It's like, oh, I love Shanahan, but yeah. he's on the Red Wings. Arr, I don't, I can't right. root for him. Hate it. Like, such a conflict. Uh, so we got a couple of people uh, who are drinking for Kurt and I tonight. We've got uh, Winning Unlimited. Patron is my beer of the show. Wow. Uh, and then uh, we've got, let's see, there was one more in here. Uh, oh, Hotard 12 says TIPA from... Schlafly, time to drink and laugh. What's uh, laugh at or with us is the question. Is the is the is that the name of the beer is T short for something? I assume T I P. What is that? I have no idea. I have no idea. Hmm. I don't drink IPA, so I, I have I no know. idea. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in the, over in the Facebook chat, we had a bunch of people telling us Greece won. So <laughs> Tammy Pemberton, Guy Bensing. So thank you guys for that. Uh, and then uh, talking about the slap shot Pareko took that hit Bishop in the collarbone. Yeah. Guy Bensing says Pareko has not fired a slap shot since. Sarcasm attached. Not on net anyway. 
Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, game two, uh, the Blues in the Wild. Uh, Huso versus Flurry again in net. This was last night, uh, or listening to the podcast on uh, Friday. This was on Wednesday. Uh, no Letty, no Nick Letty for the Blues. Um, we didn't have a chance to get into it uh, on our post game show after game one because, you know, uh, internet, the internet was like, lost. In the, yeah, was lost in the area. So we kind of we we only had twenty minutes of show. But uh, I, your, your thoughts on the hit uh, from game one that took Letty out for game two? Well. Uh, Real quick, since we mentioned the show, I'll mention that if you didn't listen and you're still interested in hearing our thoughts on game one, um, it is still able to be podcasted. It's about 20, 25 minutes in. Um, it just cuts to me because I do it the next morning, and I just gave my thoughts for the rest of the game. So if you're interested in hearing that, yeah. go ahead, download the podcast. But unfortunately, we couldn't have a full show. It, it's about a 40-minute show. It's you know pretty, pretty easy to get through. So as far as... Letty, yeah or nay? I mean, were, did you were you disappointed this wasn't a penalty or more? Uh, looking on the replay, your thoughts? It, if it didn't get a penalty, it should have got a, a review by the league for at least a fine. Um, I mean, it, it was on the numbers, crunched his head into the dashboard. It's got to be at least a penalty. Yeah, I was surprised that with it getting not a penalty at all, that it wasn't at least reviewed by the NHL. Like, an announcement of, like, the league is reviewing this, and, you know, maybe they say no discipline, but at least, like, it puts the idea in the head, like, hey, if you do something illegal that gets, you know, the referees don't see, we're still watching, you know? So, like, I... I would have liked to have seen even just an announcement that it was being reviewed, and clearly I, that didn't happen. I thought right. – go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I feel like there was so much so much going on, so many reviewed plays. Like the Department of Player Safety is not staffed adequately to handle the first round of the playoffs. Right When you have four games going in one night that – in the playoffs where there's a shit ton of dirty hits going on. Right. It's like, you know, they're, they, they can't even keep up with it. And it's like, eh, huh, that, that one, uh, let him stay in the game. Don't even worry about it. You know, well, and... the, the fact that he was woozy getting off. Right. I, okay. Yeah. A couple things about this. You know, I, th I thought it was close. I thought it was, I thought the hit was between the numbers and the shoulder. I thought he got him kind of three quarters, but I thought he was, it was from behind. And just, I mean, he comes at him hard and Letty's facing the glass and it's just super dangerous. And to me, it's kind of weird if you put things into perspective where this kind of hit, the official sees it and he's, he's looking right at it and he motions to the shoulder. He points shoulder, shoulder. He got him in the shoulder, which isn't, isn't quite, he didn't quite get him in the shoulder. He got him more three quarters. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's, it's interesting that that kind of hit that, knocks Letty out for game two. He finished the game, but he couldn't go into game two. Uh, that's okay. But if you grab one stick and hold it for a second, that's a penalty. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just kind of interesting that something that's very dangerous and could really hurt somebody, and Letty's head slams against the glass. You know, he's a, Letty's in a vulnerable, dangerous position, and it was a questionable hit at at, mm -hmm. you know, at best. So, it really should. I'm so shocked it didn't get a penalty because if you're going to err on the side of a call, err on the side of calling it and not, and instead of not calling it, it was weird to me. 
Especially with how that game was called. Right. Yeah, they're calling everything. They were calling they called everything in that game. Now the 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 game two between Pittsburgh and the Rangers tonight, that was the opposite. They weren't calling anything. They were letting them get away with everything. And it's like again, just you have to have some consistency, at least within the series. They I thought the game was okay in terms of the way it was called game two. But yeah, game one, I did not like how everything was being called and then something like that was just left untouched right and game one we had it was uh uh kelly sutherland and um garrett rank garrett ranks first nhl playoff game and his first calls a penalty shot so i guess that pretended (laughs) pretended something for that game and kelly sutherland i used to have you know, thought he was one of the better let them play refs in the league. And after that game, it's like, it's so you called so much, but not everything. It, it was, it was bad. So going into game two, I'm like, eh, who are we going to get tonight? And, you know, it's Chris Rooney. Oh, it's going to be a call everything game. And it, that's exactly what it was. But I will tell you, while well, I'm talking about the refs, I really wish it was Wes McCauley. So that when the goal, the offside callback mm-hmm. goal, yeah, uh, yeah. That overturned the hat trick, <laughs> yeah. I bet he would have said something about "Sorry about your hats, no goal." <laughs> I love Westwood Collie. You can pick up your, you can pick up your hats at customer best. service after the game. <laughs> that would have yeah. been awesome. <laughs> uh, so uh, no Scandella, but he is skating in this game. So uh, and you know they mentioned that uh, Prunovic has been skating. Um, and Berube, did you guys catch us? What Berube said about uh, uh, Prunovic hinted that he's probably closer to playing than everyone thinks. So that was interesting to me that uh, he might be a possibility here uh, shortly. Um, so let's let's just say, say now he said that yesterday. Or two days ago? I think it was. I think was it, it, was, before, I think it was before, before the game. game or? Before game two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was before. Okay, because it was after the game too. I'm, I, I bet he's thinking um, that uh, it's uh, you know a fifty percent Scott Prudovich is better than a hundred percent Callie Rosen. Uh, yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah. I was. I, I was going to ask you guys because he hasn't played in. I mean, God, what December, January was the last time we saw Prudovich. Yeah. Um, if, if Letty's healthy, Scandella's healthy, everyone's healthy. Do you think he cracks the lineup right no. now? Nope. 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 But right now he does, right? Because everybody's hurt. Correct. I think is a, yeah. Instead of, uh, uh, yeah. Instead of, uh, a Rosen or instead Rosen of just, or San, uh, Santini, they just called up Santini. Yeah. For emergency call up. Yeah. Before him. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think so. Um, they'd, they'd have to I get into through some hard workouts and practice, right. Game type situations. Um, yeah, I think first, but I think he would. He's just a he's just a better player. Um, no, uh, no serious retaliation on Spurgeon in this game, in game two. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I was expecting. Um, it probably depended on how the game was going. Uh, but uh, I think before the series is over, if a game is out of hand late, you might see something. Someone take I was a, take a run I was surprised when the Blues were down four nothing that somebody didn't. I thought at that point, a Shen or whoever might say, "Yeah, we're going to get a penalty here, but we're down by four, and if we kill off the penalty, that's going to, you know, give us our team a spark." Like that's what I was kind of expecting, and it just never happened. 
Maybe because when they were down for nothing, they were still out playing Minnesota. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were playing, yeah. they played well. I just, maybe, maybe they felt that God, okay, let's just get that first goal and let's get going. Um, all these bounces going Minnesota's way. It's just killing us. It had to be a frustrating game uh, for the blues yeah. to play in. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's any chance that you have in a series to exact some revenge. It's when you're down four, nothing in a game too. Yeah, I get it. So I mm-hmm. did not like, I, I thought the blues played way too uh, soft of a game there there was not nearly enough contact there there weren't like the the penalties were all you know stick infraction type penalties and you you know nobody was really getting in and, and making anybody feel you know hit them with your stick let them know you're there right bleed all over them let them know you're there yeah none of that was happening and I, but that, lumber in that his was, teeth that, Right. That that was one thing that, that, you know, frustrated me about last night. And it, it at one point I thought to myself that it is, are they afraid at this point of having too many injuries and they don't want to get into something that's going to cost another player. And that I don't, I don't like that idea. Just, that was, that was my thought. Maybe that not only with injuries, but if, but if uh, let's say, let's just say it's Shen, goes after him and he gets a game misconduct or even a 10 minute right. misconduct. Yeah. That's like big. maybe they're like, shit, this, this could really hurt us long term. Right. And then we do that. Right. So maybe they I, got I, I, that's the only, that, yeah, that's the only thing I can think game. of. But, yeah. yeah. They get warned before the game that you, anything, any retaliatory hit is going to get suspended. Right. If you go right. after Spurgeon and you hurt him, you are getting suspended for the balance of the series. Now I'm not saying we, we we're going to talk about game three here in a bit, but I do think you mentioned the Blues playing a softer game. I think at home, I think we're going to see them really come in with some energy, and you're going to see more hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you'll see a much different game played by the Blues after a weaker game in game two. Um, the uh... let's see where I'm at here. Um, oh, I scrolled down too far in my notes. Um, okay, so uh, the first nine minutes of this game. I thought the Blues, I was very comfortable in watching this game. I thought, you know, Minnesota hadn't had a shot yet. They didn't have much pressure. The Blues had offensive zone time. Uh, they had some chances. They hit a post. And I'm thinking they're they they're looking good. They're playing a really, really good road game uh, in the playoffs. And I was just very comfortable. I was content and confident in how this game was, with the vibe of this game and how it was playing out. Um, and uh, you can, you can tell that I agree with you from the, the first tweet I had of the game, which we'll get to yeah. after the wild scored. Right. And you know, I, I, <laughs> um, I thought the wild played this game, uh, almost like it was a road game. Uh, they, they was in a, in a, in a, in a tough building, you know, they weren't getting any shots. Um, they're bending, but not breaking, um, and they, they they played like they were the road team uh, in a way because mm. they just didn't have anything. I mean, they they talked on the broadcast about the Blues going to weather that early storm. There was zero storm. There was nothing coming from Minnesota. Uh, but they were out there, and that was it. Um, and I thought the Blues were just and the Blues and like you said, there was not a lot of intensity from the Blues either. But they were just the better team out there. Um, puck control. Puck control. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. It was a very comfy, uh, comfy, easygoing start. They just head and shoulders above the other team. Um, and I was, I was, it was, it was nice. I was, I was okay. We, we're going to, if this continues, this is our game. Um, yeah. Almost, almost half of one period and we're looking good. Just no score yet. But then nine and a half minutes into the game, the wild, you know, no shots. Uh, the, the, the pass by Bertuzzo in his own zone, broken stick leads to a turnover wild goal a few seconds later by Erickson Eck. Uh, Greenway picks up the loose puck after the broken stick pass, makes a real nice pass through, the, uh, 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 through traffic to uh, Erickson Eck. Rosen. Rosen couldn't disrupt it, right. Um, he's expecting the pass to come deeper or something. Uh, but, yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen Rosen stick in that lane there because he could have. I think uh, he just misread it. I think he misread probably. where the pass was going. Probably. And actually, he probably thought that uh, uh, Greenway is going to take the puck to the net, too. Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, it was a really good pass uh, through uh, Saudi Bertuzzo. And then uh, the Blues had some back checkers coming. And then, because uh, we had two back checkers come right, were right there uh, uh, out behind Rosen, but the pass was right between them. Um, I, then, I think Rosen read that and, and thought that Erickson Eck, excuse me, Erickson Eck was going closer to the net than what he was. I think he was expecting more of a crash play, and no, I, that's why you see him kind of go down. He went down on one knee on that, correct? Uh, um, I don't, I don't know if he. I know Bertuzzo slid down. I thought he, I thought he thought Greenway was going to the net, but yeah, no, he he didn't go down on one knee, but he dropped he dropped his hand down like he was trying to get a yeah. stick along the ice to take away the pass yeah yeah well um that, just... i mean that and and my so my tweet after this was hey wild scored their first goal of the playoffs isn't that cute because <laughs> again like right. you said kurt we were so comfortable in this game they score the first goal and it's oh, okay who cares it's just one fucking goal like right. You know, wild fans are going nuts. Wild fans are going on Twitter like, ah, oh, it's this is our game. And it's like, no, the Blues have been dominating, you know, just a shit, shit, unfortunate play for, for Bertuzzo. And it's like, that's what it's going to take for the Wild to score in this game. That's how it felt at that yep. time. It's like, you're not going to get another chance like that. That's, and that's unfortunately, bounce. that's not how the rest of the game yep. went. Big bounce number one for Minnesota and they took advantage of yep. it. Kudos to them. They capitalized a very opportunistic goal. Um, they had their first real chance to score in the game and they buried it They're on their first shot of the game. Um, so just horrible luck uh, for the blues as far as they're concerned, you know, playing well, had the better play. Um, and then the wilds power play came into play. Uh, Bertuzzo gets a holding call and then uh, 13 minutes into the game and the Wild still only had the one shot on net going into this power play. 13 minutes into the first period. Um, so translation, they were being outplayed, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So in the Wild score on the power play, Brodine takes a shot from the near side circle. Huso makes the save. Two Wild players are all alone in front because Bertuzzo had went down to block the shot and Barbashev lost his man and the rebound gets banged home by Goudreau. Two nothing. Mm. Yeah, and Rosen again to you know harp on a theme here. Uh, Rosen also uh, inexplicably was out above the faceoff circle 
on the Brodeen shot and didn't get back to the net by the or not on the Brodeen shot, but he, before the pass went to Brodeen yeah. and he didn't get back down low. I thought he was I thought he didn't he played it was, he played uh when they had the puck on the far boards, mm-hmm. uh he aggressively because they had just entered the zone and he, yeah. he they passed to the to the wild player on the far boards and he aggressively went to check him thinking you know to try and force something from him and he got rid of it quick and they worked it back on the other side and then yeah yep. rosen doesn't get back in front in time so aggressive play by rosen but i yeah i, I, I like aggressive play but you got to be smart about it right uh and then the wild score again on the power play kaprizov's goal uh well I've, for, uh, the, the power play the penalty that led to the first power play goal the holding uh call on uh, i'm sorry this was the yeah fox holding call okay on the or slashing call on the mm. power play for the wild second power play goal um i hated this call hated it yeah, yeah it's a stick too. it's a stick check where kaprizov has one hand on a stick and it comes off his hand so easy and and he throws his hands up in the air you know like his, it was chopped in half Right, both actually the you you said the the first penalty was on on Bortuzzo, wasn't that also on Falk? Because Bortuzzo was out. You're there. right. So, uh, yeah, and, you're right. You're right. And, right, right. It was. And yeah. Kaprizov embellished. Right, Kaprizov yep. made it look like Falk uh, brought his stick up on the play when he had a hold of Falk's stick the whole time and then yanked yes. his head back. Yes. And yeah. you know, if yeah. I'm the Blues after that second penalty, like Justin Falk, like you could almost see him saying. Chris Rooney, this guy's making you look like an asshole. You yeah. better fucking call him. Yeah. And, you know, just, you can see him yeah, laughing. Chris Rooney. Rooney is saying, right. no way. No way. Right. Yeah. And, but what are you going to do? I mean, you, 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 you slash a guy's stick out of his hand and it's a penalty, which, I mean, sometimes, yeah. I mean, if it's a vicious slash, I get it. But come on. It, it was, Did, again, <laughs> it was talking about the, the the penguins game tonight penguins and rangers game two did you see uh it was panarin's goal when he slid it in front and it just went off i think it was matheson's skate and went in the net mm-hmm. right before yep. that he got two-handed chopped by chris letang twice on the hands and, and no penalty and i looked at yep. that and i compared it to the call against kaprizov last night and i'm like how does kaprizov get that call twice basically and mm-hmm. our Timmy Panarin, one of the most gifted players in the entire league as well. Yeah. He's not getting that call. Like, that's crazy to me. Right. In, in, in the Penguins game, Ed Olchek's called the game, former Penguins guy. And he's like bitching about how many stick infractions the Penguins are going to away with in the game. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so inconsistent from, from Between series the series, to series, man. The there's, oh, it's awful. Kaprizov's power play goal, the third goal for the Wild in the game, came with less than a minute to go in the first period, which uh, hurt extra. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, uh, shot came from the right point, deflected, Kaprizov bats out of midair as if it's going wide, hits the post, is laying in the crease, Huso dies back while a bunch of sticks are trying to either keep it in or hit it in. Uh, I'll keep it out or hit it in, and it uh, and it slides in. I, I believe Huso ended up putting this in with his glove. Um, if I've looked on the replay, it's hard to tell, but it looks like hard he kind of tell. reaches back. I thought it hit yeah. off his trapper, and and he bumped it in. 
So right. kind of a, you, just a bad break. You really you know? wanted it to be Fiala's goal. You didn't want it to be Huso putting it in his own net. Right. But, but they the didn't give it was to, given to Kaprizov. They, they didn't give it to Fiala, whose stick was right there. So that tells me it went off Huso's glove. Oh yeah. yeah. Which, well, and and this is one of those plays where you're watching as a fan that it's you know it's three nothing with this goal, and you're watching it saying, okay, I hope somebody railed Huso. You know, like I hope I hope some knee came up and hit Huso in the head that I didn't right. see or something right. like that, because then you can get goalie interference and you're only down two nothing, and, right. and it's just one of those like the goal goes in and I literally say out loud, I'm like, let's wait to the replay, let's wait to the replay. And then it goes to the replay, and I go, damn it, no goalie interference. You know, it's just, yep. you're really hoping there was something there you didn't see the first time, and there wasn't. So, so even with being down 3 nothing, so after the first period, uh, the period ends 3 nothing. It, it was a weird feeling for me. I, I assume a, a lot of Blues fans felt this way, hopefully, um, because I think this is you know an accurate description of what happened, uh, what was going on. So you'd think being down 3 nothing would be some kind of a depressing feeling right in a playoff game after the first period being down through nothing early. No, but it, it didn't feel that way for me. It was, it was, I was actually pretty, still pretty calm, pretty confident uh, based on how the first period went. The blues outplayed the wild in that period. They just did not get the breaks in that period. Minnesota got no every break. The puck bounced their way. Um, the, and flurry played very well, um, saved a goal or two for the wild. Um, you know, I thought that if the Blues just kept playing this same game and didn't, you know, have any broken stick passes <laughs> in front of uh, or or or, uh, or whatnot, then 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 they'd be okay. You know, because they're going to score some goals, they'll get a few goals, and uh, we'll be all right. Just don't allow the next one. Don't get down four well, nothing. And that was my and thing. that was that was my comment. I even put up on Twitter. Was, Me too. I said I said. Uh, the Blues haven't even played their best period yet. So I'm not concerned. Let's see what happens in the second. And yeah, it, it, it my mood changed pretty quick in the second, which we'll get to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same boat. Uh, so mindset, keep it going the way it's going. You're out playing Minnesota. The goals will come less than a minute into the second period. <laughs> the wild strike again. It was uh, if the goal late in the first period wasn't rough, this one certainly was. Erickson anticipates a pass from Tarasenko, own zone pass, uh, out in front of the goal to Rosen. Um, and uh, the pass was bad. Uh, Tarasenko kind of flubbed the pass. Uh, if you watch the replay, he didn't, he, he, he muffed right. it. And 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 Eric Sinek is anticipating this. He can set, he's charging to try and cut this pass off, and uh, that combined with the fact the pass was muffed and it was slow, and behind Rosen, uh, Eric Sinek takes it, goes in alone on Huso, makes a move, jukes uh, toe drag, juked Huso out of his shorts, um, goes around him, tucks it in, and it's four nothing just like that. Beautiful yeah, and, stick on, or puck on a string kind of move. Yeah, and defended by Callie Rosen. So I, yeah. that that one I'm not going to put on Rosen at all. Oh, because, I'm not, because no, that was that it's, was it's Tarasenko, right? Everything yeah, that's about him. like that's on Tarasenko. Why 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 is Vladimir Tarasenko passing the puck back to Callie Rosen? Right, like the. the they Rosen have been on the ice for two of the three goals at this point, right? Or maybe three of the no, four. Maybe three of the four. Yeah, three, three of the four. four. Yeah. So 
so it's like you know don't don't try to make a pass in your own slot back to a defenseman who is not having a good game and you know just try to get the puck out try to chip it up the boards whatever just boneheaded move by Tarasenko to make that pass and then Rosen just spun around and didn't you know I would have taken a penalty I I would have preferred him to take a penalty and just tackle Eric's neck and just let him I, tuck that puck in the net. And he, he tried to stick check him the whole time and it was disgusting. I, th- I think it happened yeah. so fast. I, 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 he, you know, and Bujnevich is to Rosen's left. Uh, Tarasenko could have given a, a, you know, elevated pass to Bujnevich mm-hmm. up the, up the boards a little bit. Uh, that was an option for him. Uh, he, I, I just think, you know, I don't think Tarasenko was aware Eric's neck was, was bolting to try and, uh, anticipate that pass and then but it but all that said if the pass is a good one it's fine i mean it's you know it, it's it's the, it's the transition game is from i was talking with uh matt uh i don't know if it's his name bippin that's his handle uh they got, we've had him on the show before or at least on the uh discord uh chat quite a bit um good good hockey mind but he was like, well, you know, that's that's the that's the flow of the game. That's the the transition out of the zone, uh, D up to O out of the zone. I get it, but that passing in that area, um, you've got to be crisp with that pass. And with that pressuring, it's got to be a good pass. And it wasn't. And if it's not a good pass, it's a bad play. I don't care. Um, it's well, one of those, and- it's a dangerous pass where it's got to be good. And if it's not good, then it's a bad play all around because it's it's risky. Well, and this is the play that that as as a coach in the past, and even with my ice hockey team having a couple guys that just started playing within the last three or four years, when you're having a night where the puck's just not going your way, and and your confidence is down, and you're trying to get back into the game, I always tell told the kids, especially, make the easy play, make the easy play, chip it out, get it to center. Four check, get in there. Maybe you can get a sloppy goal. Then start playing your game again. And and I, these are NHL players; they're not kids. I know that. But um, just for me, I look at Tarasenko in that play. You're down three nothing. You're starting the second period. You got to come out and do something. To me, you make the easy play, and the easy play was not trying to go up the middle to to have a transition pass there. It was get it to center. Let's get some possession. And then we try and make a quick transition into the offensive zone. I think the I think the play itself, you know, I, I like I said, I think if it's a if it's just a good pass, it it works. But he just fucked the pass up. So I mean, I, I guess even if he's trying to go elevate a pass to Bushnevich along the near boards, you know, and not pass to the front, if he flubs that one and it just dribbles to the to the slot, and Eriksson takes over, and this could be the same result. I. I, I guess I guess maybe you know, I don't know. I, I, I part of me is like I don't think the play is that difficult. It just it was one of those things. It's just a messed up pass, and shit happens. But uh, awful, awful goal to give up. Uh, starting a second period when you do not want to give up the next goal and go down four nothing, and you immediately do on a bad play. Uh- so Hotard12 in the uh, chat is kind of calling us out, says this verbal massacre of Rosen is hysterical. The first goal is totally a broken stick, not Rosen's fault. 
this play, Tarasenko limp wrist this pass, and you want to blame Rosen? Ha 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 ha! I'm not, I don't think any of us. I do. None of us. I do. Bill does. I'm not. I do. Well, I don't know. Bill is blaming Rosen for his defensive effort after the pass. Even I right. think even Bill will admit fault here goes to Tarasenko for oh, flubbing totally. the pass. I'm totally. gonna... Tarasenko shouldn't have made that pass. He should have known who he was making that pass to, that he's having a bad game to begin with. And, yeah, it, I... it, it, it's Tarasenko's fault for making the pass. And, you know, my, my criticism of Rosen on the play, and I am critical of him, um, and I'm, my dog's getting upset because I'm getting upset. Um, <laughs> So dog's um, a big Rosen I, fan, huh? He he, you know these these uh, Nordic uh, people like the Nordic people and dogs like to stick together. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, I I thought Rosen should have just lunged and grabbed and tackled Eric Snack rather than let him score that goal. I'm I'm more with Hotard here. I I I'll play the opposite. I I think it happened. Too quick. I don't think. I don't think Rosen was in a position to, to do that. I think he's the pass is behind him. He's trying to reach back for the pass. All of a sudden, the buck's gone. You know, it's be it's and Erickson's got it taken towards the goal now. And I don't. I don't blame Rosen on that play at all. Um, the, the broken stick play, that's not his fault either. I he could have had a better stick in the lane, um, but I don't blame him. He could have played it better. Sure. Um, he could have made a nice play to break up that pass, but it, it didn't. Um, I, I'm, I'm not as I thought Rosen had an okay game. But people were wanting to take him to the ringer. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend him a little bit. I, th- I think he was, uh, he was fine on that one. That was totally. And I think, I don't think it was a bad, I don't think it was a bad pass to make. I just think Tarasenko fucked up the pass. I think it's a pass he should make ten out of ten times, and he just messed it up. And it just, I mean, it's in a bad area of the ice. You can't. Anytime you can't you're passing, there. no, yeah, exactly. Anytime you're passing in front of the net like that, you cannot make a bad pass, and he did. And it just it, that's it's a dangerous area of the ice, and they, they he knows that you got to be extra sure. And it, it, he, I don't know if he got lazy with it or he got kind of robotic with the transition. Here's where we're going. Okay, up to the up to the up the ice transition out, and uh, just I don't know. It just it just flubbed it. It yeah, happens. I, I'm not. I'm not going to uh, verbally massacre Rosen. I actually was fine with Rosen's game as well. I thought I, the reason I said that in the first goal is I just feel like I don't think he read where Eriksson Ek was. I think he read it as okay. There's a guy that's going to be crashing the net here. I got to protect the net, and that's what he tried to do, and just didn't know where Eriksson Ek was. I mean, a situation like that, you have to react quick. And same thing here. Uh, mm. Would I've liked to have seen him tackle Eriksson Ek? Like uh, uh, Bill said, yes, I would have loved to have seen that. Just full out WWE style, elbow down, get him, knock him out of the play. I don't think but time. I don't fault him for not doing that. I I, I don't fault think Tarasenko <clears throat> for the pass, and I think his his reaction was, "Holy shit, I got to try and stop this guy." And there's just not enough time to to react and say, "Here's no, okay. exactly what I need to do." Right. And, and that's, 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 com- I, I am being unfair to Rosen. I, I will admit it. I am being unfair to Rosen. It's just that the fact of Rosen being in the game and Nick Letty <laughs> not being in the game, I thought 
you know, me being a dick, I'm holding him accountable for it. It's not his fault. It just, he, the the fact that he had to eat so many minutes in that game, especially after Bortuzzo was gone, it just, it it, it was, it was rough. I think, I think big picture here. I think um, there were glaring mistakes or I, you can't call Bortuzzo's broken stick a mistake. Bad luck. Okay. There were other glaring issues, much more glaring issues that led to those goals than what Rosen did. I think Rose, what Rosen's part in it was pretty minor. Could he have made no. a better play on both? Oh, he could have made an amazing play on, on Tarasenko's pass and, and knock the puck away. He could have made an amazing right. defensive play to knock the, the pass across Eric, Erickson Eck. Um, but, you know, but the glaring issue on both of those plays wasn't Rosen and, uh, that's no. that's where I that's where I'm at with it. I, I'm not I'm not yeah. down on him for any either of those really. No, uh, and and again, I don't think it's I I don't think it's him. So so if Letty's in the lineup and it's not Rosen, who's on that pairing? It's Mikola. Mikola gets a stick on that pass from Tarasenko. He's got a full four inches on Rosen. He'll get a stick on that and disrupt. Maybe. Maybe, right. and maybe, but, but maybe Mikola is like Rosen's a fault. couple feet in different position too. You know, I mean, it could be true elsewhere on the ice true. too. So, yeah, because because if we fast forward to the um, cap, uh, the um, Capper's off uh, his power pl- or his uh, hat trick goal, it's that I I I can't explain what Mikola was trying to do on that play. So we can talk about that when we get there, right. but. But yeah, uh, I think Ken Morris might get a uh, comment of the show. Hotard 12 is Rosen's mom. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I nominate that as well. <laughs> uh, so the blues do finally uh, score midway through the second period. Uh, not surprisingly, a power play goal. Tarasenko with a nice keep, real nice keep up high in the offensive zone, uh, out muscling a wild player and throwing the puck in deep. Uh, Kyrie breaks to the net on the weak side. Thomas sees him from the corner. Feeds him, uh, but it doesn't go in. Uh, kind of hits Kairou as stick. Uh, Kyru, the puck sticks with Kairou, maintains possession of Flurry. It's still across the far side, and Kairou is a wide open net from a bad angle and puts it in. Um, so I'm thinking there it is, you know, uh, the goal that finally gets us going uh, on the scoreboard. Hopefully gets Kairou going as well because he hasn't been right since the All Star break. He gets the occasional odd goal, but. This game, I thought, was his best game in a long time. He had some jump. Oh, yeah. He had a few shots that were fucking lasers uh, just missing uh, and got a goal. I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, at least at he, least, was, he was a lot more noticeable than, he, than in the yes. previous games. Yeah. That's the, that's the key word for me is noticeable. I yeah. feel like yeah. he has been a guy who has just blended into the background for the most part of the second half of the season. He just hasn't had that jump, that flare that we saw early in the year. And you had to question whether it was, okay, he's never played this much hockey in a season, or is it that teams are figuring him out and he's, you know, they got tape on him or whatever. And, or is it that the playoff push is too much for him, whatever it is. And I thought, man, he needs to figure this out. And for whatever reason in this game, he came alive. I mean, he came alive, especially in this period and it's, there was a chance he had where he just missed the net, I think, on the far side. And, and it was, oh, God, if he would have scored there, like that would have jump-started him. And I think it was a couple minutes later he scores this goal. So you got I'm, you got to be excited to see what he brings in game three because he definitely you know, 
looked the best he's looked since the All-Star break. You know what's frustrating about Kyrou, though, is that uh, a big part of his game is speed. And speed should never go into a slump. You know, you, I mean, you can you can always skate your ass off when you get the puck and try and do something dynamic, try and do something, make something happen with your speed. And for some reason, for games, you know, a number of games and chunks in the second half, you just didn't see it. So you wonder what's going on with him. Uh, but you saw it last game. You saw him curl around the zone, beat a couple guys wide. Um, he had some jump last game. And um, hopefully he maintains that in game three. Uh, but it's 7.26 to go in the second period. There's a goal that's being reviewed now in the Nashville-Colorado yeah. game. I don't know what Colorado challenged here. Lekkonen was sitting on top. Was he pushed? Of, was he pushed? No. It, it was incidental contact right outside the crease. It's not. I don't think it's a penalty on Lekkonen for goalie interference, but there's no, absolutely no way. I, I don't even know Nashville's goalie's name tonight. Um, oh, it's um, oh, Ingram. Nashville. Um, who is it? Yeah, Ingram. Right, okay. right. He's and he's got an interesting paint job on his helmet. It's like a, a I saw sketch. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's very interesting. And is so, it done? So it Colorado. Yeah, well, <laughs> Colorado challenges it, and because of the call on the ice was no goal, and now they have to start the third period on a you know shorthanded. Fresh ice, too. Nashville scores. Oh, I hope Nashville scores. (laughs) That was just a dumb call. Like, even if it's, you know, you're, if you're trying to overturn a penalty, it's even dumber. I I guess that, you know, it was just incidental contact was called. If if a guy's sitting on top of goalie, you're never going to get that call. And Lekkonen was. No. Uh, I agree. Matt, uh, Matt Malo 12 in the YouTube chat says, did you guys see Jeff Carter hit Shesterkin? We talked about this before the show. If he gets a suspension, how does Spurgeon not get one? That, there's no, I, he's not, there's he's no suspended. chance because uh, Shesterkin sticks his leg out on the play. I, I, yeah. There's... I, Matt, did you hear the, the I thought the, uh, the in-game commentary there was spot on uh, with that old Chuck. He, he nailed it there. I, you know, Shesterkin initiates contact, uh, sticks his leg out. Just a little bit, yeah. sticks it out, uh, welcomes the contact, and then flops, and then a total yeah. dive. I, I thought, uh, I thought that they nailed it. There's not a chance there's gonna be a suspension there. Well, and that, and it's not like Carter was going through the crease or something. I mean, no, he, it was outside the crease. He was it just was... coming around the net to try and play the puck, and it wasn't just Durkin's just in his way. It wasn't that unlike mm. Courtnall on Store, except because <laughs> Store, you know, sticks his arm out. To try and cut off, uh, to try and cut off Courtnall. Problem with the, with the store hit is that when when Courtnall hit Store, he hit him hard, I think harder than the store expected, and then Store's head hit the corner of the crossbar. So that's why he was uh, he was upset. But yeah, so uh, so I, I'm going to disagree. I just I finally got to see it. I don't think that Shosturkin sticking his leg out there. He just he had made contact with Adam Fox coming around the net, and he was just trying to get his footing. And Carter comes in charging. There's there's not going to be a suspension. I, I don't look, I, look at, I think look at, there's a lot of incidental thing. Shosturkin's leg, Shosturkin's left pad comes off the ice and mm-hmm. out a little bit. You want, you want to fight about do, it? Do you have Do you have the Zapruder <laughs> film of this? No, but I, I watched it when that, it happened. And I was, they showed a bunch of replays of Lugie, it. That's sir. They, they, they showed a bunch of replays, and I and Koharski came on, and he was like, "You guys are spot on." You know what happened? Fight. And I, I was like, when I saw it, I'm like, "Okay, I agree with it." And when I first saw it happen live, I thought there was, I thought, "Oh, that's 
Carter. That's you know he's hitting he's hitting Shostakin, but you know I mean, Carter probably wants to hit Shostakin. I'm not saying he didn't want to hit him, but Shostakin put his leg out a little bit just literally. To contact. When we take our center I, I ice break here, I, yeah. you guys could literally meet halfway and actually fight. We could. <laughs> we could. We could. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Th- okay. Here's a super slow mo. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see. I can see Shusterkin extending a little bit there, but they're gonna make contact no matter what. Maybe Shusterkin makes it worse. There's not gonna be a suspension on that play. No, no, no. I don't think there's any equivalence I, between that and Spurgeon no. and. I think it's not yeah, there's no there's no intent to injure there either. I, and I think I think the fact that uh, Sturkin's skate comes off the ice, you know, makes it, you know, a little more obvious that he's, you know, wouldn't make contact there. But uh, uh, in the Facebook yeah. chat, uh, Mike Leon says uh, I agree with you guys. He's talking earlier about uh, the Blues were fine all game in Game Two. Uh, hot take: I hate Erickson Eck a lot. Uh, and uh, Mike Leon also adds, I love you, Kurt. I think Rosen was put in terrible spots and didn't come through. It happened to me in the last SRH tournament, which is ah. uh, another one of our roller tournaments. Yeah, being put in a terrible spot and then not being able, being able to make a great play to you know, fix the situation and then getting the blame for it kind of sucks. Probably a lot of goalies feel that way, too. Because the, oh, yeah. they, they allow oh, a goal sure. because of a defensive breakdown and the red light goes on and all of a sudden your GAA suffers, right? And and the goal goes in on you and you get the blame from a lot of fans who don't, you know, they, they're just, oh, they blame the goalie, right? So I think uh, goalies probably uh, feel that pain as well. So One uh, of my favorite things to do in men's league is blame my goalie for empty net goals. Whenever he give, right. whenever we give up the right. net goal, I always well, go, "Where the hell were you? What are you doing here?" Well, Get if he had, if he had made more saves earlier in the game, you wouldn't have had to pull him, and there wouldn't have been even a goal. Exactly. Yeah, it's all like a domino effect with goalies. Goalies are the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. They're the worst <laughs> kind of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, but you only like beg Fuck to have them. Was a, like pickups game, pickup games going on. You're like, anybody want to play goal, please? Oh, those fuckers Fuck get to you. play for Turn free. the net around. Turn the net around and upside down. It's so funny when you're playing you pickup. You don't play deserve for... goalies. When you're playing, when you're playing pickup free, and you don't. Discounts. When you're playing pickup and you don't have a goalie, anybody who shows up, even some little kid, you know, oh, put him in goal. Stick him in goal. Just somebody to stand there. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I Four to one. Okay. So, going to the third period. They... Shit. Hang on. Before we talk about third period, should we not have our friends from Center Ice say something? I was going to have our friends from Center Ice. Uh, oh, I don't have that in here, do I? Okay, let me load it up here. I'll vamp for one second. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Avalanche just scored, looks like. Or no, that's uh, that's an That's a replay. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you sound like an old nothing. man. Oh, they scored again. It's a replay, Dad. I'm awful at this. I'm awful, yeah. awful at this whole vamping thing. They scored that again. Was, that was the that that was the controversial uh, no goal yeah. that led to Nashville's yeah. power play to start the third. Yep. Let's go, Preds. Right, I yeah, hate saying that, but let's go, uh, Preds. Oh, God, let's myself. go, I Preds. Dirty. I feel. Oh, I'm gonna throw up. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so the, uh, we'll talk about the third period, uh, after we take a break and hear from Sunrise Brewery. Do you like hockey? Of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. 
If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. That's right, Centerize Brewery beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Centerize Brewery. Let's go Blues! Uh, thanks for catching that, Jeff. Wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to oh, shun our friends at Center Ice. No, that's uh, that's what Bill and I are here for. Is to just <laughs> remind you things because otherwise we wouldn't be here and you would just be doing the show yourself. <laughs> right, and the lights would be turned off because uh, we can't pay our bills. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I meant to mention I was at the um, the last game of the season uh, against the Golden Knights, and it was a very disappointing game. But uh, mm-hmm. yes. um. No centerized brewery beer to be found in Enterprise Center that night. I, I didn't go to the draft, the the local drafts place, but no cans where I could usually find it. So yeah. um, hopefully, That's, hopefully they get their at, production going again. I think they're only at that local draft spot now. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't have the and, cans anywhere. Yeah, they they announced this week that they're uh, they're teaming up with uh, Charleville down in St. Genevieve. That's where they're going to be producing yep. their stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and they uh, said they did say to seeing it soon. Yeah, they they did say that um, until they find a new home. So for those yeah. of you who are maybe concerned, uh, they are serious about it. They will eventually have a new spot. And uh, crossing my fingers, it's across the street from my house because I would live there. <laughs> <laughs> they just released uh, they just announced that they're uh they have a new hefeweizen too that just came yes out. you guys see that yeah looks pretty good it does and uh the what is that uh it was a it was the new beauty uh, was it coconut the pineapple pineapple pineapple, pineapple. yeah yeah looking yeah, forward to trying that too yeah yep all right so uh third period um so the mindset is right. It's four to one. Got to score the next goal. I mean, same as it was three nothing, but it didn't happen. But uh, pretty early in the third period, Tarasenko scores. Got the lead to four to two. Thinking, okay, uh, Thomas to Bishnevich over to Tarasenko, who one times it upper glove on Flurry as he slides across. Perfect zone entry uh, and a quick, well placed shot uh, with Flurry moving. And uh, here we go. The Blues are off and running, four to two. And I'll tell you what. Uh, Fit, I, four to two, they were coming in waves. Tarasenko hits mm-hmm. the post like a minute later. Uh, right, it could have been four to three. Sh- right, Shen got robbed by Flurry right mm-hmm. before the yep. offside goal. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, the Blues were there, and you know the the Blues started getting matchups at the beginning of the third, and you know the Wilds watching uh, the highlights on the Wild broadcast, they pointed out that. Uh, the Tarasenko goal, that was one of the first times in the game that the Blues were able to match up Tarasenko against somebody than, other than the Felino erickson eck line, and it was the Kaprizov line. And, yeah, they they just walked across the line, oh. tic-tac-toed, and Tarasenko buried it. And it was quick. Oh, It was a quick shot. Yeah, and let's let's not overlook the fact that it was a one-timer. I mean, we, we've talked about how he's worked on his one-timer clearly in the last season or so. And that was probably his best one-time goal he's had. I mean, that was right in the sweet spot of where he needs to shoot it on a stick. Like, he did that. Uh, actually, I don't know if you guys remember, he scored a goal in the Winter Classic against Minnesota, um, kind of from the same spot. 
but he kind of whiffed on the shot, and I think Talbot just kind of misread it, and it mm -hmm. still went in. This one was just beautiful, and that's what you want to see from him on the rush. And if he could do that, <laughs> if he could do that all the time, look out, Minnesota. You're the, you're not going to last a lot longer. And the book on Flurry now is high, right? It's high glove, yeah. high blocker. That's where that's where he gets beat. Right. And, and I thought, I thought to an ex, you know, going back to even the first period in this game, you know, not that I want to go back that far to analyze it, but I thought the blues were, were missing high, right? If they can get a few more shots on in the, you know, earlier on in the game, um, I, I think they're probably more, you know, we're not in a four nothing hole at any point in this game. Um, but so many of their shots just, you know, either grazing off the crossbar or over the net. I mean, Perron had three or four that were over the net and just, yeah, just get them on goal. I was listening to uh, Minnesota sports talk radio today, uh, just to hear some comments about last night's game, uh, game two. And there was a guy on there who was, um, said, you know, Flurry played really well in this game. Although I thought he should have had the second goal, second goal. He looked bad on. He should have that goal. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh, Tarasenko's goal, the one that the laser over the moving side to side upper was, glove. What the fuck? That was a no. That was that's a beautiful a tough one for well any goalie. goalie. Yeah, right. Even if he even played, Bill any... Day couldn't stop that. <laughs> oh no, totally not. I would have ripped my nutsack. It, yeah, <laughs> but the if if you can fault them on anything, it was over. You know, not not reading the Thomas pass to Kairou and over committing himself off the post on the Blues' first goal, but. I don't think you can fault Flurry for anything in this game. He was so damn good. He was good. How many yeah. no, how many great one timers did the Blues have that he just he had the answer for? I mean yep. Tarasenko, um, Shen, just way too many opportunities that that you know he was the better goalie in this game. And that's one thing I love about the series is that it is a goaltending duel back and forth so far. Keep it going. It's a goal goaltending duel with great offenses coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's two mediocre offenses either. So we're seeing highlight reel saves almost every period. So uh, with just over eight minutes remaining and the Blues needing two goals, uh, with the Blues deep pinching, uh, taking some chances, trying to make that happen. Uh, the wild breakout, two on one. Uh, Zuccarello to Kaprizov uh, scores on a difficult. Uh, puck that came across his body. Anybody who's played knows that receiving a pass, you know, from your if you're right-handed from your left to your right across your body and one-timing it, kind of read uh, that. That's difficult. It's a difficult timing play, and uh, uh, Kaprizov made it look easy. Uh, nice little little oh. redirect uh, loft uh, shot um, over Huso yeah. as he slides across. Beautiful goal. Um, he makes it look like a freaking tap-in on the golf course when you're you right know, five inches out. Right. Yeah. Right. That was a hard, hard shot. And he made it look easy. Right. Uh, and it, it was, it, it was such a, such a beautiful play by them. I wasn't sure what Mikla was like, if I think he got caught in two minds there. Cause he dove kind of face first to, I don't like, it seemed like he, he didn't know really what he wanted to do. And he tried to do something and then just kind of fell down. And, you know, it, it was a skill play. I'm not going to blame Mikla a hundred percent on this, but just, yeah, tough, tough time to give up that goal. And, yeah. You know, you know, that, that you know took what, all just, the momentum away. 
I'm totally going to derail the conversation here. I'm watching the TNT coverage yeah, right now. I am their intermission, yeah, and they're too. they're they're doing the thing where they're all like, uh, they got somebody in the net, and it's they, Don know, Koharski and Carter. Oh, that is Don Koharski. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, all the guys are out. They've all got sticks, and you know, Koharski's got the goalie stick. And uh, it's just so funny for me because you see the way these guys are standing there holding sticks. And I think I've said this on the show before. You can tell who hasn't played before. Yeah. Every single guy out there is a former NHL player and a former NHL ref. And they're all, you know, even when they're just standing there talking. Right. Yeah. Even when they're just standing there talking, they're they're holding it like a hockey player would hold the stick. And then you see Liam McHugh, who's just standing there like, what am I doing with this fucking thing? Well, he's holding like like a broom. He's just like holding it. He's holding like a broom. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) No offense to him. I love Liam McHugh. I think he does a great job, but it's just funny to see because it's like, you know, which one of these guys doesn't belong? <laughs> oh, man. I was I was hoping that they were trying to reenact the Lekkonen sitting on top of uh, Ingram play. I wanted to see Rick Tockett sitting on top of Don Koharski <laughs> there. That that would have made my night. Uh, uh Erickson Eck had a, had a goal called back that would have made it 6-2 to two and would have given him the hat trick, but it was uh, ruled offside, not even close, actually. Um, good uh, good catch by the Blues to uh, to uh, challenge this. Uh, so it's 5-2, to two, and uh, Brubay pulls Huso with seven minutes remaining. Well, hang on. Before we get to that, how about the, the hat throws for <laughs> Erickson Eck? Well, the hat trick, I mean, would, it, didn't, I mean, it was a hat trick, but it didn't count. Exactly. You know, everyone, the Blues fans are making fun of it, and, you know, it's a playoff series. Of course, you're going to make fun, but, you know, Guy scores and it's a hat trick goal. You're like, oh, okay, well, great. Like, oh, nope, that goal doesn't count. So, I mean, like, like, uh, like Bill said, you almost wish that there's an announcement like, if you threw your hat on the ice, you can come get it at customer relations. You know, like, <laughs> what happens to my hat? I don't get my hat back. Like, you called the goal back. I want my hat back. You know, they they used to give out they used to give all the hats they threw on the ice to the player who scored the hat trick. But I think during COVID, that went away. Um, I don't yeah. know if they still do that or not, but probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they, I, I think they brought him into Eric Sinek after and he's just, they're just like, we don't know what to do with <laughs> yeah, these. So here right. you can have them. I guess these are yours, right? <laughs> <laughs> just give him the Kaprizov, right? Kaprizov got the hat trick given to him. Yeah. No, well, that's the I, funny I, thing it, is that after, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, isn't it on uh, the NHL series that Ray Ferraro, like one of the banter things that they do is, did you ever put one of those on after a hat trick? Oh, no, that's gross, right? That, I think that's how most players. Shanahan did one time. Shanahan, uh, yeah. Shanahan actually uh, had a hat trick. A bunch of hats were on the ice. They gave them to him, uh, and he had a Patriots hat on um, after the game was interviewed. And uh, they asked him about the hat, and he goes, oh, that's one of the ones that was thrown on the, hat, on the ice. So, that, awesome. yeah, he wore, he wore. This well, was back, it, you know, back 90, 91, 92, whatever year that was. No, my, my favorite, though, is, is thinking about after the, the the goals called back and, okay, I guess they're not going to, you know, that sucks. We just threw my hat. Well, then Kaprizov gets the hat trick, and there are more hats on the ice. And I thought, what assholes didn't throw their hats the first time? Yeah. Like, who still has a hat on their head? The smart people. Is it, let's wait and see. That was definitely a goal. Maybe they right. saw it was offside. Nope. Hold on to my hat. Maybe. That looked offside. Yeah. Minnesota does have some really smart hockey fans, and they probably knew. 
Although so, the, the wild the wild announcer suggested that they were real good wild fans and all went to the hockey lodge, which I guess is their, you know, their in games, you know, they're entering a store and all bought new hats after uh, well, don't, throwing them for an act. Don't don't the Blues uh, give they offer half off hats when the Blues score a hat trick in the in STL Fenix the shop. They used to. I don't know if they still do. They did like yeah. last year or two years ago or whenever oh, before COVID. Maybe they do. I, I don't yeah. know if they still do or not. But uh, so maybe it's easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, you throw your hat on the ice and go buy a new one for half price. Uh, so it's anyway, it's five to two. And Brubay pulls Huso, pulls Huso with seven minutes remaining. Uh, and Kaprizov scores in the internet for that for the actual for an actual hat trick. Uh, I, w- I had a problem with the pulling the goalie with seven minutes to go. Um they didn't have possession in the offensive zone. They had dumped it in, uh, and then Huso goes. Um, and with seven minutes to go, there's all kinds of time. I mean, they're down by three. I get it, but there's all kinds of time to wait until you get possession, and then you can pull your goalie or wait for a faceoff. You know, I would, or if you or if you haven't gotten a faceoff, I'd wait till it's about five minutes left. Seven minutes is so much time, and to do it when you don't have possession. Ah, and then yeah. they scored right away. That's, it wasn't even that is my biggest thing with pulling the goalie. Like I I I have relaxed on the time left. Like when the goalie's pulled, you know, four or five minutes, and it's like, uh, eh, you're only down by two and you're already pulling. Like I've relaxed on that. It's the if you're not getting sustained pressure in their zone, why are you pulling your goalie? Like if yeah. you're not controlling the puck, you don't even have control when you pull him. What the fuck are you doing? You're right. just literally inviting the other team to just, hey, just shoot it down there. Go ahead. Like, we, we got the goalie out. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Like, I don't get that. You need to have sustained pressure. I don't even think – I think even if you have an offensive zone faceoff, I don't like pulling the goalie right away. I like no. to see you win the faceoff, and then you pull the goalie. Well, it, depend, it depends on how much time's left. Uh, for face off, if that's there's true. like, that's true. if if it's real late, you know, a minute to go, I think you got to pull him. But yeah, seven minutes to go. There's there's a lot of time. Uh, I I was I was like, if the like, Blues had sustained pressure for a good 30, 40 seconds before that, right. and they were right. in the it offensive a, zone when they pulled him, I would have been like, yeah. okay, that's fine. Maybe, but yeah, no, the, they, they, it wasn't the time that bothered him. me. It was the lack of possession. Yeah, they pulled him on a dump it, just absolutely. Yeah absolutely yeah. stupid and that's uh, something you do when there's like when you when you, you when you're running out of time you pull them yeah. out dump in and you have to you didn't and have you're down to by right one now. yeah you're you're down by one and there's like 45 seconds left i i have more than warmed up the idea of pulling a goalie early because back in the day it used to be you're down by a goal it's like a minute a, a minute 20 yeah. you pull them a minute and a half at the most so uh but i mean patrick Waugh changed all that <laughs> when he coached uh, in Colorado, yeah. he'd pull the Jesus goalie. Christ. And I like it. I, I, I'm okay with it, especially if you're down by a couple goals. I'm okay with it. So, so the, yeah, the Nashville game, I think this is Nashville series right here. If they score here, they have a five on three for over a minute. And they almost gave up a five on three shorthanded goal to Kale McCarr. <laughs> yeah. Two Jesus to one. McCarr comes in. Yeah. Ooh. If they score, yeah, if they he score hit, here, he hit the glove basically. Yeah, Forsberg I hits am the a, post. Jesus, I am a big fan of oh. Ingram's mask. Oh, it. I don't Jeez. think it's done. I think it's like midway. That can't be. I think it's, it's blue. Cool. I, I, I. It'd be interesting if it were like 
I don't know. It looks like it's a, a, a blueprint Who's for their something that's... Uh, I don't know. It's Milwaukee, isn't it? That's what Milwaukee I thought. Milwaukee Admirals. They have been for years. Yeah, Milwaukee. Yeah, they're they're white and blue. So that's probably why. So final score six to two wild ended up being uh, just too big of a hole for the blues to climb out of. Uh, Floyd was very good in this game. Uh, should have, was he number one star? He should have been, I mean, he would know he wasn't because of the hat trick and everything, but and the two goals. Number from one star time. was, uh, number one star was Bortuzzo's broken stick. <laughs> uh, really, honestly, Rose, honestly, Flurry should have, I mean, he, if he wasn't a star, he should have been because he, he, he made a bunch of big saves in this game. And, uh, as, as well as the loser playing, if they had scored a couple, that's just more fire for them. Um, could be a completely different game. But um, yeah. I, I, I think we can all agree the score was not maybe indicative of how the, how the Blues played in this game. Because if you look at the scoreboard, 6-2, to two, you're thinking, oh, is it, this is not a close game, blowout. You know, they're up 4 nothing. The Blues were never in it. That wasn't the case at all, I didn't think. I thought they were uh, the Blues outplayed the Wild in this game overall. And I think the Wild were extremely was... opportunistic in their chances. When the Blues weren't, they... The Blues, the uh, Wild took advantage of some fluky plays. Uh, the puck bounced Minnesota's way big time in this game. Looking ahead to game three, Bill, uh, Friday night in St. Louis after winning game one, the Blues stole home ice advantage. And if they uh, they win their home games, they'll be moving on to round two. So uh, some folks, Kevin Weeks has won, suggested uh, starting Bennington in game three after Huso's uh, yeah, subpar game two. Uh, your thoughts on our goaltending situation for <clears throat> game three. What would you do? Um, if you were going to put Bennington in, it was when Minnesota was up four to nothing and you put him in to inject some emotion. That was another thing that I don't think the the game had from the blues was enough emotion. So you put him in there, let him try to spark it, but I don't know. Um, I, I'd be comfortable going with either. Um, but I think Huso's back in, um, you know, I thought the wild could have could have gone to Talbot in game two, and that was they obvious, obviously made the right decision going back to Flurry. He had a masterful game against the Blues. Um, you know, it's at this point the the series is even six goals apiece, right? So just let's see who's so one more game. If he shits the bed, it's Bennington's net after that. Yeah, I I'm I I think there's a zero chance Bennington starts game three. I don't I mean Benny uh, Huso was undefeated in his career against Minnesota uh coming into the playoffs, shut them out in game one, played very well. Uh game two, he looked average in game two. Um didn't uh didn't uh, steal the show, didn't uh, bail the blues out when they when they kind of uh, left him out, hang, hung out him out to dry a couple of times. Um, but that's one game, you know, he had been masterful against the wild every other game in his career up until game two. And now he allows uh, the five goals in game two. And you get some people who uh, want to start Bennington. And this is not a knock on Bennington by any means. You know, if Husa wasn't playing well, Bennington would be our guy, but I, I don't I don't understand the knee jerk. To me, that would be the ultimate uh, knee jerk uh, in a wrong way uh, situation to uh, to put Bennington back in. I think there's a zero chance that happens. I just now, if Huso allows five or six goals in this game, then that's that's a discussion you may want to have. 
Um, I don't think Huso looked bad in game two, but he just looked average. He didn't steal the game. He didn't make amazing saves uh, to keep the Blues in it. So uh, we'll see how game three goes. But I, he'd have to have a pretty bad game for me to even think about going to Bennington in game four. Yeah, I, I I think, I don't know. I could see if the outcome of the game is that the Blues, you know, lose it by two, by a couple of, goal, of goals that Bennington gets to start in game four. I don't think they're going to let it go too far before trying another goalie in this series, but I don't know. Jeff keeps asking me if there's any luck. I'm like, any luck in what? I, 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 see, I, I don't even see him trying to join. I hear the blue. Yeah. I don't. I don't see you, Jeff. You're, you're still a black screen. <laughs> mm. Um, so our defense in game three. Um, you know it's uh, it. And he goes, "Fuck, fuck, fuck, fuck." I guess I'm done. <laughs> uh, well, you can always, you know, type in what you want to say for, you know, what you're looking forward to in game three, and then we can read it, if you'd like. <clears throat> comment of the show goes to jeff Ponder. <laughs> but uh so santini was recalled uh on an emergency basis uh uh for defense just in case bortuzzo can't go or if letty can't go or if scandela can't go uh that's the big issue right now is if, if we're gonna get one of those guys back for game three the uh, brube was actually uh fairly happy considering um, how bad it could have been with Bertuzzo. Uh, so that gives me the impression that maybe uh, he'll not be out too long. Um, Letty, uh, Scrandell has been skating. Uh, I, I didn't, did Letty skate in the morning skate? What happened? Oh, my God. What a save by Ingram on Kadri. Oh, I just saw it. You're ahead oh, of me. my God. Wow. That was beautiful. Um <laughs> Sorry, your did, question did, again, did, sir. Did, did Letty uh, skate this morning? I, uh, there, I don't... they traveled today. The, today oh, okay, was yeah, yeah. the travel day. Okay, so um, I guess we'll, so, we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, uh, right. There, there were no updates after like two p.m. today. So he did not skate yesterday morning. So there's that. Right. Um, Scandella is skating. Prunovich is skating. Um, Santini's been recalled, so we'll see what happens, man. If they have to go with uh, San, Santini, though, that—that's my. I mean, I, if we had, if our defense was healthy, I wouldn't have a problem. I, I I would be so confident, not cocky, but I'd be like very happy with uh, uh, our our roster going against Minnesota's in Game Three. Uh, um, my criticism of Cali Rosen. You know, my, my over harshness at Callie Rosen is the fact that he was not Nick Letty. I think if Nick Letty is in the lineup, it's a completely different game, too. We don't get blown out like we did. And again, we didn't really get blown out. The score was a little bit lopsided, but, you know, it, it, the the empty net goal, um, whatever. Um, if Letty's in that game, it's a completely different game. And, you know, my, 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 you know, my verbal abuse of Rosen tonight is uncalled for. I miss Nick Letty in game two. Well, here's the deal too, is that uh, Huso was amazing in game one. I thought Minnesota played much better in game one than in game two. Either the blues played better in game two than game one, but Huso was a difference in game one by far. 
Um, and the Blues scored a few goals on uh, on Flurry in Game One. So I, I think the difference in Game Two was a uh, partially was that Huso was not able to steal the show like he did in Game One. I think that was a big part of it. And plus, you know, no Nick Letty that hurt too. So it's interesting too that Letty played, you know, the rest of Game One after getting essentially boarded, right? Uh, he didn't leave the game. He went to the bench, stayed on the bench, and stayed in the game. Uh, so if he has a concussion now, then you got to wonder what's going on, why the league didn't call down to uh, put Letty in the right room for a while. Where right? Where are the spotters? Right. It, it's and you know that's it's another thing about the NHL that's been very inconsistent is you know their treatment of head injuries. We get to the playoffs. Oh, it's it's, it's playoff game. You know, it, it's just a little, a little little conk to the head. It'll be okay. It, it's a brain injury. Treat them, treat them all very seriously. I I would be fine with them sending everybody back to the dressing room if you know if if Bortuzzo didn't get you know if he wasn't injured and didn't get sent back and thank god Peter Dinklage has joined us for the rest of the show um <laughs> but uh if you know if Bortuzzo did get uh you know wasn't injured and couldn't continue in that game if he tried to take another shift after taking a puck off the face that's ridiculous I'm I am all for a, a very conservative approach to concussion management. And if it's if it's possible, you pull them off the ice. So weird. Weird that Letty didn't get pulled. Very weird. After I, being woozy. If we have to play Santini tomorrow or on Friday, I'm gonna be I'm a little concerned uh about yeah. that aspect of this team. I think we I'm, we may have to score four or five goals uh, to win this game. Um, who knows? I mean, or Huso may have to play like game one uh, and and make a bunch of tremendous saves. So who knows? Um, obviously, if Santini plays, the defense is not going to be as strong, and Minnesota has a good offense, so that that hurts. Um, but but Kurt, don't you know who Stephen Santini was and you know, traded for in his career? Do you not know this? Do I not know this? Who was he traded for? PK Subban. PK Subban. He was part of the trade. Uh, he was uh, part of the deal that Nashville got in return for Subban going to to New Jersey. Okay. So, <clears throat> at one point, he was fairly highly regarded. Well, um, I, I didn't think he was terrible. You know, in well, in I, the the couple of games he got a couple of years ago. I, yeah. I didn't think he was terrible, but but you know he's he's not the guy that's been able to you know to to crack a Blues lineup, but they've been impressed enough to keep him around. So I don't know, maybe maybe it's not the end of the world, but definitely it's it's not our best shot, right? Oh. If if we if we can't can't put six of the our our choice defenders out there, Santini Santini has played three games this season. He has one assist. Uh, one point is a plus one and his playoff career. He's played two career playoff games last season. He played two games for us. Um, was even in the game at three shots um, played for uh, average uh, 14 minutes, 16 seconds, three blocks, and, 13 hits. And that was against Colorado. Yeah. That's not bad. No, it's not bad, but it makes you, I, I'm just concerned because he's that far down on the depth chart. 
here right now. Um, right. And he's not, it's not like he's, you know, young and inexperienced. He's played 114 right. games in NHL. So he's got some experience there. And I, who knows, you know, the playoffs are a weird animal and uh, unsung heroes uh, come in and step in and, and do a nice job. So um, hopefully if he does uh, have to play tomorrow, uh, he can step up and, and do well because he may have to. Uh, rapid fire tidbits from around the NHL. Um, anything notable in any other series you want to mention, Bill? I know we talked about the uh, Shesterkin and Carter play earlier tonight. Uh, Colorado and yeah. Nashville playing right now. It's one-one still. Yeah, um, I I think the you know the the only series so far that um, that that is a two nothing advantage is the Carolina Bruins series, and I'll not you hate to see that, not, don't you? Definitely not upset about that. Um, <laughs> so and and I think I think Calgary is Calgary going to win? Go up two nothing on LA. What's the score um, there? I didn't look. That's that's what I'm, I'm pulling that up now. Is... No, no, no. Stars, uh, one are nothing up, stars. One nothing. Yep. Such a low scoring series. I know. Right? Lindholm scored five minutes into the first game and no other goals. And shit, this is five minutes into the third period and one fucking goal. Where where are all the goals? Panthers Joel, and Joe Pavelski, seven minutes, 47 seconds into the first. Wow. What a defensive series. They, uh, the, Rangers and the Penguins had a triple overtime game tonight. I was funny because I was watching the game uh, before we left to go to my daughter's softball game, and then when we got <laughs> back got home, when we got back home, it was, it was still on. And I, I turned it on, I'm like, "Holy shit!" I didn't check the scores, and I turned the TV back on. I'm like, "Oh my god, the game's still going on. This is awesome!" And and they scored like five minutes after I turned the TV back on, so I got to see the uh, the uh, game winning goal, which you know, oh my god, beautiful goal by Malkin. Redirection yeah, in front. I, oh. I fell asleep before he scored, and I'm glad because I'm totally bullying for the Rangers in that series. Uh, just not not a Penguins fan at all. I and, I've never I've never disliked the Penguins like a lot of people have. Um, I'm just not in that boat. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. A, I I really dislike Sidney Crosby. I really dislike Bob Airy as an announcer. Um, and after Steggerwald retired, I was a little bit happier. Um, they got Steve Mears as their their primary play by play guy. I always thought he did a great job on uh, USA Games, um, Team USA Games. That is, um, but. Yeah, I, I not not a Penguins fan whatsoever. I I hated Mario Lemieux in his playing days, but looking back on that, that was a mistake. He's he's brilliant. Um, but yeah, totally pulling for the Rangers. Like I said before the show, I would love a Blues Rangers Stanley Cup final. I think that would be beautiful. Let's see what else we got. Anything else we got going on? Let's see. The, there's five minutes to go in the uh, Nashville Colorado game, which. Uh... Might be going overtime here. With, uh, oh my god! Oof. Oh my god! The Singerum kid. The Singerum oh my god. kid. Oh my god! He is. Oh, oh Borvietsky. Borvietsky. That was a great put save. His face in front of the box. Oh. Holy shit! But Colorado's had two in ten seconds. They've had two of those uh, uh, goal goal mouse scrambles where the goalies uh, and they pass to the side of the net with a one timer and an open side for a second, and then the, and he slides across and makes a save. Oh my god! Oh yeah. my god! Two of those. Yeah, Nashville, 
Nashville definitely made the right goaltending decision tonight with Ingram over Riddick. Yeah, I think, man, I think if Nashville loses this game after, you know, getting smoked in the first one uh, yeah. and playing as well as they have in this game and keeping it close, and if they can win this game, that gives them a nice, like they can steal home ice going back to Nashville. God, there could have been two oh. penalties called on on uh, Colorado and the defensive zone there, and nothing. Oh, come on, okay. Nashville. We can close this show out, and we can watch the end of this game. I know, right? I, I hate yes. for Nashville, but it's like, but it's like I can't stand Colorado either. Oh, I didn't miss by much. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life. The world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidealife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidealife.com. I get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com. And tell them Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 35 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast, Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and thanks to those who participated in the YouTube, Facebook, YouTube and Facebook live chats during the live show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we've been to bring it to you. Apologies for the internet outage uh, a little while ago. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's go Blues. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friends.